the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. Hello and welcome to Lift Up Jesus. My name is Dudley Rutherford and I'm the senior pastor here at Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Today's program is continuing our sermon series called Built Faith Tough. And one of the ways that God grows our faith is simply by listening, hearing, reading, and understanding the Word of God. It's through the studying of God's Word that God speaks to us. So the more we read the Bible, the more our faith grows. And the more our faith grows, the more God will use us to make a difference in the world for His kingdom. So grab your Bible and a pen, something to take notes with, and let's begin our lesson entitled, The Bible, It Is Written. His testimony was simple. He would say, I'm the guy that someone handed me a New Testament Bible and I tore out all the pages and rolled them up and smoked them. He said, I smoked my way all, through the way all the way through the book of Matthew. I smoked my way all the way through the book of Mark. I smoked my way all through the book of Luke. But when I got to John chapter 3, verse 16, I stopped smoking. <laughs> and I got down on my knees and gave my life to Jesus Christ. And Jesus changed my life. That was his testimony. It's through the reading and the studying and the understanding of God's Word where God speaks to us. And the more you read this book, the more your faith grows. Martin Luther, the church reformer, once said, the Bible is alive. He said, it speaks to me. It has feet that run after me. It has hands that lay hold of me. Great men and women of faith are those who feed themselves on the Word of God. The number one reason why you lack faith, if you're here and you lack faith, is because you don't read, you don't study, you don't listen to God. Because if you listen to God, you would have faith. Hebrews 4.12, what does it say? Look at these words. It says that the Word of God is living and active. In other words, if you have a library, it's got a thousand books. They look like they're all dead, just books. But there's one book that's alive and active. It says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It 
penetrates even to dividing the soul from the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Verse 13 says that nothing is hidden from God, that God sees all, that he knows all. You see, that's the difference between us and every other creature on this earth. Horses, dogs, cows, cats. They can't relate to God. But you and I do. You would be surprised by how many people send me pictures of cats. Because I don't like cats. How many of you know they're evil? How many of you know? Come on. Oh, see, right here's a cat lover right here. Okay. You know what you call this? Since you have a cat, you know what you call this? This is called catechism. Now that cat might be amused by listening to the Bible, but that cat will never understand the Bible. That cat doesn't have an eternal soul. It can't have a relationship with an almighty God. But you and I can. And that's what the Word of God does. This very moment as we read through the Scriptures and as I preach, if your heart has been hardened by sin... God's Word has the ability to speak to you and to lead you and to guide you and to dig down deep and to penetrate between the soul and the spirit. It judges your heart, your thoughts, your attitudes, your actions. And there's a God who sees all and who knows all speaking to you and He speaks to us every day through the Word of God. And you're able, if you would take the time to read it, even if you're the most skeptical man on the planet, if you would just take time to truly read it and, and, and listen to it, God would speak to your heart, even though it's calloused by sin, God would speak to you. Suppose you came uh, down with a sickness and you go to see the doctor and uh, they run every test, every test, every test, and they can't find anything wrong. And they come back to you, they say, we believe that this has something to do with your diet. It, it has to be with something that you're eating. Well, what, what did you eat today? And you say, well, I, 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 I didn't eat anything today. You didn't eat anything? No, I, I ate nothing. Okay, so, so what did you eat yesterday? Let's, let's start there. Well, I didn't eat yesterday either. Wait, wait, you didn't eat yesterday? No, you didn't eat today. You didn't eat, you, you've gone 48 hours. Yeah, I haven't eaten in the last 48 hours. Well, did you eat the day before? No, didn't eat that day either. Did you eat the day? No. Well, 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 when was the last time you ate? Well, I ate a week ago. A week ago? Yeah. You've had no food for a week. Well, a week ago, I sat down and had one meal. That's all I eat every week. I have one meal a week. Well, no wonder you're sick. And how many people, Christian people, the only time they're in the Word is when they come once a week. Maybe if they come to church, they don't even bring a Bible. just come to church and listen for just a little bit once a week for a few minutes on Sunday for an entire week. No wonder we're so messed up spiritually and so confused because we're not feasting on the Word of God. And if you would just get in this book every single day, you'd be surprised at what would happen in your life as you follow God's Word. Amen, I'm telling you. Number three, write this down. Now, here's the operation of our faith. We know that God is the object of our faith. We know the origin of the faith comes when we listen to the Word of God. 
But what's the purpose of our faith? And it's to do the work and the will of God here on this earth. The purpose of your faith is to connect you to God through His grace that you might follow the will of God and do the work of God here on this earth. I want you to write this down. Faith is God's way of getting His will done through us. We are His hands. We are His feet. We are His instruments. You are not here. I've said this to you a thousand times. God did not put you on this planet for you. He put you here on this planet for you to do His will. Luke 11.1, the disciples went to Jesus. They said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. We want to know how to pray. Matthew records in Matthew chapter 6 that Jesus said, when you pray, pray as follows. First thing, just say, Father, hallowed be your name. And right after you say that, you say this. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And later, Jesus himself, before he goes to the cross, Jesus is all powerful. He has all authority. Yet before he goes to the cross, what does he pray? He himself prays, Father, not my will, but thine will be done. And if Jesus prayed that prayer, and he's God's son, how much more should we pray that prayer? Not my will, but thine will be done. The world should not revolve around you. The world should revolve around the Lord. James tells us, and I want you to turn over to the book of James. James tells us that faith without works is dead. In other words, you can say you have all this faith from reading the Word of God, but if it doesn't equate into you doing good things on behalf of God, what use is your faith? And then he says these words in James 1.22, Do not merely listen to the Word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like, does that say a man or a woman? What does that say? I'm asking you. Look in your Bible. What does it say? You don't have a Bible? Well, how are you going to know what it says? I could put anything up on that screen. What does it say? I can't hear you. Are you sure? It says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, huh, that's kind of like a guy who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Verse 25, but the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. How many of you would like to be blessed? Well, they just told you how to be blessed. Now, Tony Evans is a pastor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he quips, and don't, if you get mad at what I'm getting ready to say, don't write me a letter, you write him a letter. 
he quips that this had to be written to a man. Because a man looks into a mirror, he, say, he thinks two things. Am I dressed? How's my hair? He leaves. He's cool. But Tony Evans explains further that women have a different relationship with mirrors than men. He said every woman has six mirrors. First thing she does every day, she wakes up, she looks in what's called the bathroom mirror to see how much damage was done the night before. Mirror number two is the makeup mirror where she looks in that mirror to do all the repairs from last night's damage. Mirror number three, she flips that mirror over to a magnifying mirror. And then mirror number four, she looks and stands in front of a full-length mirror and checks her front and her back. And then mirror number five, she gets into her car and raises, lowers the visor. There's a lighted mirror just to check. And then mirror number six, in her purse, she's got a little round compact mirror just to double check. James would have never written about a woman looking to a mirror and forgetting what she saw. I have to tell all you ladies sitting out here, you are very brave. Because one time, one time I looked at a magnifying mirror, it was scary. I will never do that again. But the point is that mirrors don't lie. They show every blemish. And so does the word of God. And it's the real reason. It's the real reason why most people don't read the Bible. They don't like what it reveals. We can deceive each other, but we can never deceive God, who sees all and who knows all. His word reveals every sin that I should avoid, His word is a lamp that shows me where I should walk. His word reveals every flaw and every doubt and every fear that I have. His word points me uh, to being more like Jesus in everything that I do. His word is a rock where you can build your family, your marriage, your, your home. His word is truth. It is eternal. It's not like culture that changes every day. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His book, you can clap at that. His word, as we close, it's not a book of suggestions. It's a blueprint for your life. And the more you read it, turn those news channels, whatever one you let, turn them off. Get, stop focusing on the social media Pick up a Bible and start to read it and know that as you read it, that your faith will grow more and more and more. And the greater your faith, God is going to use you to make a difference in this world for his kingdom. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants to use you. How cool is that? Think about that. If Elon Musk called you, 
somehow he got your number and your phone was ringing you looked down and it said elon musk i thought about this yesterday this went through my pea little brain so what it's elon musk hello and they they say is this so and so you say yeah yeah how'd you get my number oh i got ways uh uh, this is elon musk The, the elon musk yes this is elon musk okay why are you calling me well i've heard he says that you are very good at uh, design and you got a good eye for things good feel and i'm trying to i I created this tesla car but i want to do the next model and i've heard that you're really good at things like that and i'm calling if you would come and help me design the next car that's going to change the world you want me yes i want you while you would be doing somersaults telling everybody that you could tell because you just talked to one of the most powerful people who wants to include you on the next big project. And today I want to tell you to forget about Elon Musk. Instead, I want you to think about the creator God of the entire universe, the all-knowing, the all-powerful God. And God, through His Word, He calls you up. And He says to you, hey, I put certain gifts and talents and abilities in you and I want you to join my kingdom and he says to you I want you to help me to change the entire world but I need you to be a part of this new kingdom oh I tell you your life and your talents your faith your heart your hands your voice your influence if you would just trust in God and use those gifts to his glory it's God's way of seeing his will done here on this earth And my encouragement to you, write this down, is start today, right now, to yield your life to the Lord and to His Word. Start today. This book will teach you how to love, teach you how to forgive, teach you how to build your marriage. It'll teach you how to raise a family. It'll teach you how to resolve conflict. It'll teach you how to manage your resources. It'll give you joy and happiness and purpose and will lead you into making a difference for the kingdom of God here in this world. Amen? Amen. 1983, there was a guy named Steve Jobs or Jobs, whatever you call him. He's 27 years old, and he's invented this thing called an Apple computer. And he calls up the CEO, the president of Pepsi-Cola, a man named John Scully. And he's trying to hire John Scully away from Pepsi to come be the CEO of Apple Computer. And they met. John Scully says they they talked for hours and they never talked about money. That Steve just kept asking him about come over to this new company, this upstart company, and help us change the world. He said that he said it just like this. He said, He said, John, 
Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugared water? Or do you want to come help me change the world? And the rest is history, so to speak. And so I say to you today, you want to just keep sitting on the sidelines, going through life, doing insignificant things? Or do you want to jump on board the kingdom of God to help change the entire world for the Lord God? It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Hi, my name is Kathy, and I lead the Anchor Cancer Support Group here at Shepherd Church. On August 17th, 2011, I heard the words that nobody wants to hear, and that is, I had cancer. And when I had um, that diagnosis, I did not want to share it with anybody, but God had a different plan in that for me. And so it was pretty clear that during my surgery, my chemo, my radiation, all the side effects that I experienced, and even losing my hair, that God knew that I was going to be where I am today. The things that I experienced when I was going through my journey by getting love from other people, getting food, getting prayers, uh, even provisions that I didn't expect was such a blessing to me that I knew that I had to turn it around and give it to others. So God put it on my heart to lead a cancer support life group in my home. We call on each other. We take each other to our doctor's appointments, and we pray for each other right before we're getting ready to go in for our treatments or our scans. We also provide food and and support for them during their journey. Later on, when I was ready to start the group, God gave me the name Anchor. And I know now why. Because when you think of an anchor, you know that it is linked to a chain. And the members of this group are the links of that chain that were linked on to one another, strong, standing firm to our Father, who is our anchor. And together, we walk this journey with them through this storm, knowing that we need to depend on each other and through our Father in heaven. This group is for everyone. If you're going through cancer, if you've already gone through all of your treatments, and you are in remission. It's also for those that are part of the family. Maybe it's you're the caregiver. Maybe it's your coworker. It also could be for the spouse or the children. And more important, this group is for those that have lost someone that have finally gone to see our Father in heaven. And they come back and they share their journey and they love on one another because they've walked that. There are a million and a half people in Los Angeles County living with some form of cancer. And I am so grateful to Shepherd Church 
for opening up their doors to allow us to have this amazing ministry here. The people of this community need this ministry, and we are so happy to be able to have it here so that we can give them hope and encouragement during their journey. Hello, friends. Are you ready for an unforgettable evening filled with powerful music and worship? Join us at our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. This Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m., join us for a musical journey through the Christmas story. Sing along and worship with all your favorite worship leaders from Shepherd Church as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a free event for the whole family. All ages are welcome. You won't want to miss it. So come and join us this Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m. on our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.